back with uh, another episode of the JB's Driving Podcast. I am here with Paul, as always, and uh, advertised special guest Brian Griffiths of um, the PGA Tour. The Greater Baltimore Mini Golf You know, I just want to say something real quick. Two days ago, my op-ed in the Capitol uh, posted on talking about the most you know, we have a lot of listeners that are not in okay. maryland so you know, uh, the annapolis capital you may remember it from uh, getting shot up last year um so i wrote probably the first person who actually takes a paycheck from them to write an editorial op-ed that doesn't blame guns for all of our world's problems yeah. so two days ago that posted same day my my latest episode of red maryland radio red maryland you can um, do all that you can get all that out well, of the way I'm, now yeah, uh, <laughs> posted, and it was a great Shameless episode. Shameless self-promotion. And I'm Ashley Schaefer, Ashley Schaefer Imports. Another beautiful day here in paradise. And, you know, as I said, if you're not going to whore yourself, nobody's going to whore for you. Right. Um, you know, that posted. And then yesterday, uh, as we taped this yesterday, I was down in Ocean City. And yes. I was talking to a bunch of elected officials at the Maryland Association of Counties Conference. This morning, I had a Greater, ba- miniature, uh, Greater Baltimore Miniature Golf Tour tournament that I played in and did okay in. And now I'm here, and I have to put you two jabronis over. What the hell? Oh. Where did I go wrong this week? Well, <laughs> we're, we're starting off on the right foot, I say. <laughs> well, I, I have to give you credit before we get into your, your PGA you know, experience this morning. What is it, the Texas Roadhouse Open? It was the Texas Roadhouse Open. And it was played at the Pasadena Golf Center. Hey, I'm not the commissioner, dude. The Pasadena Golf Center is like right up the road, right? Yeah, yeah, right that, down the road from, say, a steak and fish house that we're both familiar with. Yeah, but but that 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 uh that when I think, is it even semi pro or is it just like a bunch of so when I won Yahoo's the, when I won the Bubba's 33 Open. <laughs> My prize was a comically oversized check yes. printed on chloroplast. I think you literally like posted that two seconds after you won. Uh, no, I had to get the picture from Rob, the commissioner, first. Um, <laughs> Rob, the commissioner. <laughs> he is the commissioner. Um, he does live in Pasadena, by the way. Oh, he does. Okay. He does. Um, and I won, I think, 60 bucks in gift certificates and a pack of beef jerky. So what was more valuable? So it is technically semi-pro. What was the more valuable? Like, where were the gift certificates to? Like, Bubba's 33. I mean, generally, it's like whatever the tournament sponsor what's, what's is. What's, Bub, what's Bubba's 33? It's a new place in uh, near the old Pep Boys in oh, Glen yeah. Burnie. It's apparently a pizza sports bar joint. I haven't been there yet. I've they, been past That's it, right. They built that. They, bu- they, they literally built that. I think it used to be a bank there, and then they tore yeah. it down and built that on top of it. Yes. Yes. Bubba's 33. So this, the Texas Roadhouse Open, how did you do with this? And I finished middle of the pack. Middle of the show. Shot well, but not well enough. Okay, so there was like 20 people playing. You finished like 18th, right? No, I finished like 6th. Out of how many? 15, I think. 15 people. Yeah. Oh. So so with this golf mm-hmm. career of yours taking yeah. off, this fledgling golf career of yours, like, do you see yourself going, I don't know, regional? When I say regional, maybe to another county? Or does that... Well, I mean... The, there, there is there are tournaments in other places, and there, there are next tournaments in Perry Hall in September. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Geez, that's a hike. Yeah, it's and you ain't getting you're not going to be out of the house for the next three months anyway. So yeah, we'll see. No, you're going to be we'll locked see. down. We'll see. You're going to be locked down with a new one. I've already got one event I've gotten paroled for. So you know. No, what's that? Uh, I'm actually we uh, RedMaryland.com, the official media sponsor of the uh, Maryland Young Republicans Roast of Maryland Republican Party Chairman Dirk Hare. At the uh-huh. end of September. Go to mdyrs.org for more info. Okay. Is there anything else you want to promote? Um, just, just by the out. time this posts, I'll have already broadcast for the Bay Sox. So I guess I'd okay, so you're, gonna, so you're actually, are you going to be in the studio for in like? In the booth, yeah, for, for part of the game next Saturday night. Like how long? Supposedly an inning, but it sounds like it might be a little longer. We'll so, so after they get a load of you, it's going to be about two outs, right? And they're going to kick your ass out of the. If that. Yeah. 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 You can't drag it out and make it like a five-hour show like I can this. I, I do give you credit for coming here because this is swimming with the sharks. Is you, it? You understand? I fucking hate sharks. You know that. See? There we go. <laughs> he knows we, you know, we work in blue here, right? Um, well, Greg did say that on this past episode. Um, he said that this is a not-safe-for-work environment. He's not wrong. No, he's not <laughs> wrong at all. I think it's... Beyond not safe work. Yeah, I know. And nobody's caught on to what it's about yet. And nobody ever will. 
about about why we're so over the top. Because you're acting like yourselves and us acting like normal people. And I think, normal, I mean for you. I think we turn it up like 10 degrees. And we do it on purpose. Well, you know what they say, the best, character, the best character in wrestling is the one that's exactly. yours turned up to 11. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. I did watch SummerSlam this past. I, I watched the entire card. What did you think? I, was I thought I was kind of thumbs in the middle on I, it. Yeah, I thought it was a, but I above also, average. But like, I also kind of went great. into it really with like no real expectations because I was just kind of kind of mad about the whole thing. I'm not sure. I mean, NXT is a better show, obviously. Well, they're always better. I'm not sure that lived up to expectations, quite frankly. No. Um, I, all these Gargano Cole matches, and look, I'm a big I'm a big fan of both of them. But you start running the same stuff month after yeah. month, especially in you know, multiple two out of three falls matches. <laughs> the spot to end it with Cole and, and, and Gargano going off the platform was nuts. I didn't know. I was, I was really hoping they were going to wind up going with... Um, I, I really hoped they were trying to go with... Um, I almost called him the Nexus. Uh, the Undisputed Era winning all the belts and then have it be winner-take-all at uh, War Games, but obviously they decided to not do that. And there were no title changes again at TakeOver. I think the only problem with doing that is... Well, the, the, I'm not sure if you actually read up on the, the tapings, but they have won the tag belts. I think the, the only problem I have with that is that's exactly what they're doing on the main roster right now with the New Day having well, that's true. The, you know three of the major belts and then uh, the, what's it on the other side, the original club. Yeah, they really need to just stick with a name for those. Yeah, for those it's, guys. that one's horrible. But the original club has three of the four belts on that's the raw side. So if you gave Undisputed all four of those belts, then it's kind of like, I mean, I, I like the the concept of having, you know, groups yeah. like they did back in the NWA type days. But I don't I, I mean, they have to be done right. Exactly. That's really no, that's what true. it boils down to. And they're, they're starting in the right direction, but I'm not sure if they'll be able to maintain it. I think the OC, if they're going to keep going with this thing, they really need to just kind of ramp it up a little bit and add at least one more person. Oh, I definitely. Who that person is. I know Balor's on an extended leave mm-hmm. after after uh, jobbing to, to Bray Wyatt. I'm still not sure how how I feel about the Fiend character. I know it's su- got super over, and they're, gonna, they're getting ready to strap a rocket to him. Yeah, they are. I don't know. But a wrestler can easily destroy his gimmick and, like, Two sentences. Dude, they're they're selling uh, fun ha- fly funhouse bullshit Boxes. like oh, yeah. little uh, play sets like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse mm-hmm. types of shit. So they I'm can, all good with that. I love the I love the gimmick, but as a I stockholder, I'm all for them selling stuff. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. more along the lines of I kind of wish it would be. I wish he could change over quickly, which I don't think he can. No. Because I would much rather him go out as Bray Wyatt and be getting his ass kicked, and then everything goes black, and then he's the fiend, and he beats the living piss out of somebody. Yeah, you would have to. It would, it would be very difficult. Now, he could do it for a Royal Rumble like Foley did. Yeah. You know, with the three faces I, of Foley stuff. Yeah. But I just... <sighs> wearing the Beetlejuice pants and having a mask that resembles a mad ball... Yeah, yeah, it does can, a you, lot. You can destroy him just like that. And, and if the crowd starts, like, shouting muffin tops at him, <laughs> he's over. I mean, he's he's over. The just Bray like Wyatt lan- head lantern was pretty awesome. That yeah, was, was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, I liked it a lot. The entrance was all. There's no doubt about it. The entrance oh, yeah. was awesome. Definitely. Um, but eventually you know you're going to get the Fiend and the Demon. and Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, that's where it's going. Yeah, of course. And is it to put over the Fiend, or is it just going to be another... You know, we're gonna we're gonna say that we're building him, and then we're going to shit on him and and have him lose to every single person on the roster. He has the most forgettable WWE title reign, yeah, probably ever. Yeah, most people do forget that. I mean, even Jinder champion. Mahal, you know, his title yeah. reign was better. Well, that was because it was Ray unexpected. Wyatt's. Yeah, yeah. Which but I, then I frankly him, would I like it when they do that. The having unexpected stuff, honestly, lose it right before they go over. Yeah, that and one. And then on top well, of that. He jobs to freaking Triple H. I'm like, well, what the hell was that? I, I kind of thought as soon as they like jobbed the title off of him before they went to Indy, I thought he was getting ready to get like a 30 day <laughs> vacation. Like he got he got nailed for the drug test yeah, or something right. like that. That's <laughs> not happened yet. No, I, I wasn't. In, I I just I don't know. I, I'm not impressed with 
WD writing and all that. I'll, I'll be. It's been a lot better since they've kind of rearranged some of the head writers and shit like that. And um, I'm not sure how much they've rearranged things though. Like I know that they've talked about how Bischoff, since he went to SmackDown, hasn't had much in creative. I mean, that's mainly so that they have a conduit to Fox, right? And all of the other stuff that's I going. Agree. I don't think he's had that much. But they fired creative. The two head writers and replaced them on oh, Fox okay. and on SmackDown and. One of the two head writers on Raw was fired, and right. then of course they brought in oh, Heyman, uh, Heyman yeah. to kind of push that. Yeah. You can tell uh, right off the bat he started pushing different people. Oh yeah, uh, Canellis is, is a perfect example. Having uh, pushing Canellis to the moon is. What did we think about Maria Canellis being the twenty four seven champion? I mean, honestly, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick championship, so it, that's it's just there for laughs. That's true. The uh, I'm waiting for it because are you guys familiar with DDT over in Japan? No. So the twenty four seven title is very similar to a title they have called the Iron Metal Heavy the Iron excuse me the Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship. Oh, okay. And that title has done like the same thing. Like that title, uh, a ladder held that title. Uh, the championship, the thousandth champion, was the the belt itself. Oh, but because Jesus. it pinned a guy and it, they just pinned him. The, like a three year old was a champion. The entire yeah, I my could my, see that. my favorite one is that Joey Ryan gave up like somehow submitted the title to the crowd at a show in like Huntington Beach, and then the referee awarded him back the title because he said that when the audience applauded, they tapped out. <laughs> you know, it's because <laughs> it's, it's a nonsense title, and that's right. kind of what reminds me of. Frankly, you can tell it's almost the best thing. so is the hardcore title, But it's almost though. the best thing going, or it was for a while, because they were letting the wrestlers like book their own stuff, and the yeah. head writers didn't really care all that much. Mm -hmm. So it was the most creative, the most yep. interesting. Uh, there was a video that posted, I think it was yesterday, Elias recording a new album, and well, and then there was a piano player in there, and it was Drake Maverick in disguise. And he had a referee with them, and he rolled him up. He didn't win the title, but you know, it's just it's social just media era viral stuff that's just for shits and giggles. And, I mean, the the best you know. stuff so far has all been our uh, uh, truth, especially of when course. he was out on the golf court. Uh, when he was out with, um, I don't remember who the hell he was going. Jinder Mahal. Well, he was on. He was playing golf, I think, and Ginger Mahal showed okay. up and beat him. Yeah, and then there was and then also he the won it back. The and then he won it at the OBGYN's office from Mike Canellis. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's I, all ridiculous. And it was so bad because it's a curtain. Yeah, <laughs> it's a that was the worst curtain, part. You could tell it was in the back. <laughs> there's a TV on the wall that, and they put it in a picture frame. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, no, it was wonderful. No. See, I, haven't, I, haven't, I don't watch it now. I mean, I, I thought don't. it was—I thought it would have been better if our truth had been dressed up as a nurse and and somehow got it off of him instead of Mike Canellis. Well, that was the best it. part was that the referee um, Jessica the from Maryland, doctor, yeah. by the way, um, you know, was was dressed as the doctor and yeah. you know, got the pin on when Mike pinned Maria. Yeah, I didn't like Mike pinning Maria. Big, I. I kind of felt like they were going to go somewhere where he's just going to kind of lose it eventually, and yeah, and you know, showing flip. a spine at this point in the gimmick is not you know at this it's point too the early. It's too early. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Of course, they may be writing her off TV at this point. I don't know how pregnant she is. Yeah, yeah I heard about. I heard about that. I heard about she's pregnant. So, um, so props to Brian for coming out with us, going to the gutter with us. Glad to be here. I know you're going to promote on redmaryland.com. Of course we are. Um, again, we're going to mention it's not safe for work. It's not no. safe for work. <laughs> not safe for, yes, we're going to emphasize that. I'll give you credit. I only listen to this in the car when I'm uh, by oh, myself. Oh, uh, yeah, you yeah. have to. You have to. I mean, because things fly, we get down dirty. I'll give you credit because Greg has not, he has said he's not coming on the show ever. Okay. So I give you credit for coming here. So, with that being said, we need we always do a little re recap here with uh, Paul. As you know, is on his summer 2019 tour. Yeah, I didn't go last. Promoting week. I told no, you I wasn't going. The West Baltimore, right? Yeah, I didn't go. You didn't go. No, I didn't show up. I didn't know care. you were. I didn't know you were elected to the city council. <laughs> they didn't show up either. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore Sun just writes editorials about how well. Whatever. So you didn't go. So you didn't no, go. I didn't okay. go. That's I didn't what those phone calls were about. That's what those angry phone calls were. But I hear you have. Uh, you are going to Israel next, aren't you? I don't know. You're going to eat some figs, some olive oil, and what else was there? Figs, olive oil, and something else. But you, we're going to send you to Israel to promote the show. Mm -hmm. The good people of Israel. 
I know somebody online mm-hmm. who's in some of the political groups, obviously, who is not not really one of our best and brightest students of politics who just cannot spell Israel correctly. So it's I S R E A L is real. Israel is real. Israel, which it is real, but uh-huh. um, you know we're not. But is Palestine about. real? No, okay. it is not real. But this is not a political show. <laughs> Clearly, we just, we just make. Which is why we have the. Mo- we're talking about one of the most political movies ever today. That's well, yeah, yeah. Our politics are are buried in everything. Yeah, that's when true. I say buried, you can find it. Sure, they're just our our innuendos. Yeah, like lightly buried, like a hooker buried lightly in the desert, like six yeah, inches below exactly, the surface. Exactly, yeah. exactly. If you listen... Yeah, you can still see her fingernails and her yeah. nipples. Oh, yeah, especially the nipples. Yeah. Um, I always thought about, what if it, what if you had a superpower? A superpower, I always thought making, forcing people to breathe would be an awesome superpower. What if you could make a woman's nipple hard? <laughs> a superpower. I mean, what the hell good would that do you? And how hard? I think... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up. That's like dying. We're, we're, we're gonna find out bro, how much, how long Brian can last without walking out. Um, I think you. I'm can, just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you can cause a lot of distractions, a lot of distractions, it's almost like being invisible. You could almost be invisible. Like it, I, I think it would be better if you could just cause an orgasm. Like you oh. know. Look at somebody the I right way. I think they made that movie, yeah, orgasm, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But he had a ray gun. Oh, he had a ray gun. Yeah. Was it a ray gun? Yeah. He had a gun, and when he shot it, it caused you to have an orgasm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that movie's great. That I love great. that movie. Well, it's, you know, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go wrong with those guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yo, you look at my new poster? Yeah, it, it's distracting me. Why is it distracting you? I don't know, because it's just there. It's new. It's new. It's, my Raiders of Lost Art. There's no uh, Transformers are behind me now. Yeah, Transformers are behind you now. I kind of put that over with my little trinket wall, you know, because Scott had to say something about my trinkets. So I kind of, you know, let's put that over there. I do notice that I just hung it up like an hour before you got what here. What the hell did we do? What was the last review? We're about to get to Roadhouse. 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 Did Roadhouse. you listen to it yet? I listened to the first part. It's the only part that's, that's posted. That's right. That's right. I get confused. We're yeah. about to actually go to a very confusing part of our schedule. But Road, what did you think of Roadhouse, both of you? Quick. Uh, I well, thought you, the I first part was, was accurate. <laughs> first part was pretty good. But it's I like, but it's one of those movies that you know when it's on TV, you're just kind of drawn to it. You, know, you just watch it. Mika's never watched Roadhouse before, and I mentioned it to her. She's like, "Well, why don't we watch it?" So, like any parent, you get tired after about. 30 minutes of being alone, you know, at night. The next day, she's like, we got to finish watching Roadhouse. I was like, oh, my God. She well, that's like, the thing. I think if you've never seen Roadhouse, then it's always flip it off because it's a joke. Yeah. But if you've actually seen it, it's almost like it sucks you in and you can't yeah, it, not watch it. it. And it's such a, a weird movie. It is. It's, There's a lot of... It, it's such a... <laughs> There's just a lot of strangeness that that's getting thrown at you from all different angles. Like you said, the the you know the quasi homosexuality. Uh, that was you that said that. No, dude, you, you said that, you, dude. And, we, and I went back and listened to it, and it was you. Let's not worry about minor details. You're the one that said, "I don't." <laughs> Good. That's that's a real inside joke. That's, that's <laughs> true. Why would I be? Why would I deny it? You, you were the one that mentioned that every time you go back and listen to how Patrick Swayze had his shirt off. Yes, that had nothing to do with homosexuality because I was talking ass. about. I was about talking a lot too. Yes, I did. So what? I'm talking about women being attracted to the movie because of Patrick Swayze. That's exactly what I said. That they literally did this movie. Most of this movie was all about women coming out to see Patrick Swayze. There was an excitement. And not about the action or anything. Yes, I'm not even denying my own homosexuality. I am talking, in general, I did not bring it to the forefront of the episode. You did. You kept on pointing it out as part of the movie. I'm not saying that that was specifically there for the movie, except for the couple scenes when you have... The old, you know, Jackie Treehorn just, like, staring down <laughs> him without a shirt and shit like that. I mean, that was when it was starting to get a little weird. I can't tell if we're reviewing Roadhouse or Brokeback Mountain right now. 
Um, it's Roadhouse, baby. Could be the same movie. <laughs> Jackie Tree Hornstone. That was an awkward scene. It was. There it was guys. a super awkward scene where he's just like checking them out. Like, wow, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Just on his own, and he like shakes his head like, mmm. But, you know, you got that. You got that. out now. You got the action stuff. You got <laughs> one, one of the, the, the most awesome wrestlers of all time in the goddamn movie. Just... <laughs> Just for the hell of it. Why not? Why you egg-sucking dog. Yeah. Your mother's a whore. Uh, and then you had the most, one of the most jarring action scenes ever. <laughs> just ripped this My brother Dory could have kicked his ass. Yeah, just out of nowhere. I'm going to rip your throat out. You're like, what just happened? Hey, hey, let's just leave. <laughs> no, I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> what the fuck? But uh, like I said, I still fall back on the best part of the movie is Bubba like getting attacked by the bear at the very end. Yes, that's that's definitely the best part. Yes, <laughs> you did get a, you get a lot of criticism um, about the dates in the movie. How you screwed all the dates up? I criticized myself on Twitter. Yeah, I'm the one who started all that. No, no. As far as I know, uh, Scott texted me this week, and he was just. I mean. His weekly shit on Paul tirade. About, well, he always does that. I mean, he's saying like you know how you were saying the neon was around the late nineties, but it really was. I didn't say late nineties. I said late eighties. But late 80, well, sorry, late eighties. No, Paul was right about that. I mean, no, that was neon, very, very the late Rubik's 80s cube thing. is the part that I fucked up because I said yeah, that, that was the like Rubik's cube or something. Like actually, that. Rubik's cube has been around since seventy five, and it was the really? number one toy. It started selling in America in nineteen eighty, and it was the number one toy in nineteen eighty one. And then apparently three of the top ten books in that year were the solutions for the Rubik's Cube. So I did have that. The struggles up. we had before the internet, man. Right. Man. Didn't sell the Israel trip. What the? F- dude, I don't know. What I mean, is there something going on in Israel that I don't know Do about? Do you not watch the news, dude? The I have not been. Oh, okay. I've, I haven't been watching. hours. A, a certain congresswoman... Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, that's what we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that's still trying. To, I'm, sorry, I'm still yeah. trying to figure out how you're boycotting Israel by getting on a plane to go to Israel. But this is we're not exactly talking about uh, the 18. They, here. they basically, you know, <laughs> holy Jesus, no. They they simply said that they were going to go so that Israel would say you can't come. Of course, that was the whole reason for it. And how do you go out and shit all over them and then say, hey, we're coming? Fuck you! You don't have any right to come here. That's it. Fuck mm. off. I can't stand either. I can't stand any of them. They're all idiots. It's it's difficult to listen to them speak. And I, I'm i wondering how long it, it's going to take before the one ends up in jail, you know, between marrying her brother and the tax fraud and all the other nonsense. Well, and don't forget, um, AOC's chief of staff who left... Yeah, well, very quickly found himself very quickly under investigation. I think for, he's going to be in for something deep so. shit, but I don't think it's going to come back on her. He was yeah, the, he was the brains know. behind the operation. And look, we'll time. we'll see. I mean, at this point now, the real quote unquote, if you will, Democrats, and I use that term loosely these days, are uh, are trying to mobilize a candidate to take her out in the primary because she's she's gone D.C. native and got Potomac fever like all of them do. Yep. And you know now she's a creature of Washington and not a not Jenny from the block or whatever she was trying to pretend she was. Wow, she's a fucking joke. I mean, to sit there and the first major thing that you're involved in is trying to get yourself a raise is pretty fucked up. So. Yeah, it's not a not a good look. Um, and <laughs> it's the worst not part good is, and I tell you all. what though, thank God she's not 35 because she would actually be the Democratic nominee for president. Probably because they love they they love her. I don't know why. Democrats think she's the bee's knees. Some Democrats. I don't think it's a lot. I think it's less than you think. Enough think to screw up a primary, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still think Biden is going to wind up the nominee, but, you know, it's still a long way off. Still a long way off. Well, since we have Maryland, I mean, uh, Red Maryland, Brian Griffiths. Yeah, I think we're going to have a little more uh, Well, we're going to have to talk we about politics. There's lots of, lots of politics in what we're covering today. Oh, yeah. Demolition Man. This was your pick. Yes. A Demolition Man. I also, when I, when I, was, look, when I was looking at this movie... Before we get into it, um, I couldn't help but be struck by this was almost like one of the first movies in the like the sunset 
oh, this genre of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. Sure. You know, I, I, I didn't realize until I watched it two nights ago. I was like, damn, you know, this is Schwarzenegger and Stallone um, and everybody, like Seagal and, and Van Damme. They were, I think they were already on their way out, the other two. But, well, and don't forget this, too. This came out in 93, which was kind of the same year that Jurassic Park came out, and that's when we started seeing the shift in special effects and yep. graphics yeah. and stuff. Stuff like that. It was one of the last big action movies mm-hmm. before the start of the of the CGI, the the, the initial CGI. Age. Yeah, and the more epic. And type. you didn't get another resurgence until really the Expendables. I mean, that was mm-hmm. kind of your resurgence there. But you had the Statham and stuff like that. But I think they like they were going in a different direction yeah. for quite some time. I, I agree. I think this was one of the first in that. The mid '90s sunset of the your your well 80s definitely is. Hero. I mean, I think right after this, didn't he do Copland after this? So he ended up putting yes. on like 45 pounds right after he did, and he looked fucking chiseled in this yeah, movie. He, was, he oh, looked yeah. great. I thank you for pointing that out. Of that, course, just, he looks great. You, you would be the one to point it out. I just you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever, dude. So. uh Van Damme was originally offered the role of the bad guy in this movie. Yeah. But he didn't want that role. Um, I don't He'd have know been terrible. He, I don't think it would have worked. No. No. Um, I, I, I was reading your, your write-up, and it said that he also wanted Jackie Chan. I don't think Jackie Chan would have worked. No. As later. much as I love Jackie Chan, no. I don't think he would have worked. I, I do think Wesley Snipes may have been one of the better action type stars to put in this in that role well so much of it was funny i mean that's the whole thing is that yeah. you have to have the comedic timing to make this work and and certainly van damme does not have that and it no. would be harmed by the accent and jackie yeah. chan you know I, I don't think has jackie chan ever been a heel in america i mean no i don't no, think he's ever been a bad guy i think it's the language barrier that really would have hurt him in this particular role like i don't know that he would have been able to deliver the lines well enough um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I love Jackie Chan, I love watching him, but I don't know that he would have been able to to, do, to deliver the lines. But, I, I mean, it's funny that you, you said comedic timing. I, I, when I was watching it, all I could get out of the Wesley Snipes character was, like, a 1960s Batman bad guy. Of course. That's all he was the whole yes. time. It was... Yes. It was, I mean, it was ramped up to an R rating, but at the same time, he's just... Goofy, and I mean, if he had a gimmick, it would have been a perfect. He could have been on the 1960s Batman show. It, he just didn't have a gimmick. It was his gimmick was being his gimmick crazy. basically would have flown as a mid carder in WWE circa the same time period. Sure, yeah. I mean it. It was yeah. just it was weird how that kind of worked because I'm watching it. And like sometimes it, he reminded me of the Penguin um, mm-hmm. a little bit. It was it was just weird the way that they. The way he acted it, the way it was written, mm-hmm. you know, his his dialogue is not as good. I think the best dialogue in the movie is, unfortunately, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> she probably has the best... And uh, by the way, Lori Petty was originally in that role. Really? Like, they actually started filming the movie with Laura Petty I would have loved in her that much role. More. And I don't... I, I'm not a big Petty fan. I, I, I don't... Like... There's two movies I can think of that she was in off the top of my head. One was Tank Girl, the other a League of Their Own. Yep. I just don't, just don't see it. Yeah, she was more recently. She was in uh, Orange Is the New Black for like the last three or four seasons of that. Um, but she's uh, I I dug her back then. I love Tank Girl, so it's it's you know, and her character. I didn't like her character as much in uh, A League of Her Own, but. Sandra Bullock was kind of the young fresh at the time. Like she yeah. was the one that was getting a lot of these type of roles. And is this she before did or after Speed? I think this was because I, I want to say it's before too, but I don't recall off the top of my head. I don't remember at all. I couldn't tell you. This <sighs> might have been her first big movie. It might have been. Yeah. Because Speed, she definitely had more of a lead role in Speed yeah. than she did in this. Right. Yeah. I think it was a year apart, and I think this might have came out right before it. Okay. That makes sense. But I'm not 100%. 
Uh, Jimmy's sitting in front of a computer and he's looking like an idiot. He could just as easily have looked it up on IMDb by now, but that's okay. I don't know. Jimmy seems like he's kind of lost in space there for a yeah. second. Yeah. Blank screen. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to think if I can Don't hurt call. yourself, for God's sake. No, you'd see too much steam come out of ears. But Sandra Bullock um, and Sly Stallone, of course, had... I think they had the best dialogue in the movie. I think all the other subliminal characters, the the you know tertiary characters in this movie, yeah, their words, their dialogue big was words. horrible. Their dialogue was not very good. Uh, Wesley Snipes' dialogue went in and out. Like yeah. sometimes it was fine, sometimes it was shit. Um, you know, the concept of having a different language was cool, but I don't think that they, um, you know, other than a couple minor things, they didn't, like, stick to it. Yeah, I mean, mostly, if, I mean, if you think about it, most of it was just kind of in the salutations and, right. you know, stuff, and, and just Be well, all... and the other yeah. one was... Why don't we just cover the whole fucking movie now? Enhance your... <laughs> we are we're covering the We're not even going through the movie. entire movie. Okay. We'll just, just talk about all the nuance of the movie. Okay, just fucking, fucking script, okay? okay? Let's just do that, Paul. Okay, okay. what the fuck, dude? Maybe you can have the keys, and I'll just I'll comment. I'll be the I'll be the color commentator now. Go ahead, go. You just walk through this movie. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. So we start with the Freddie Gray riots going on. Uh huh. They see, must have really thought the Clinton presidency was going to be trash. <laughs> they must have. This was this is whenever you see these movies, and they like they're like so many years in the future. This was literally only three years in the future. Yeah, I mean, if it came out in 92 and it was based in 96, they really yeah, saw it. 93, quick, yeah. Quick drop-off. <laughs> yeah, they really, I mean, because if you remember, um, Lamb, who was the pilot in the planes, talked about, hey, remember they used to land, you know, commercial airlines in this town? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much of a, I mean, all of a sudden it went from Los Angeles to Mogadishu, <laughs> you know? I mean, how did, how did that fly? I, it just, I don't know. And <laughs> especially when you look at the time frame, like, literally, the... Most areas were getting cleaned up at that point. You yeah. know, New York had gone from a shithole to being somewhat of a respectable. Yeah. You know, they got a lot of the crime out of there. They got yeah. a lot of the sex off of the in, out of town uh, uh, Times Square yeah. and mm-hmm. shit like that. So it, all these cities were on the upswing it, for the most part. I mean, it wasn't. We weren't quite getting to the point where a lot of like. Um, stores were going out of business because we were getting into the online. That wasn't yeah. until later in the, you know, closer and, and look, to 2000. And look, when this came out, it was a year after the Rodney King riot. So look, I mean, L.A. had, you know, had, had significant rioting, obviously. But it wasn't, it wasn't a gang-related enterprise. It wasn't a massive... Um, you know, it wasn't something that was an organized effort. If you look at when they, when they opened the movie... The first scene where they're coming in from the, with the helicopter, which, by the way, is like an army helicopter. Yep. No police force in the country, you know, flies stuff like this. Um, you know, you see... Remind me of Running Man. The burning... Well, it looked like bit. Escape from L.A. You know, you had, the, you had the burning buildings. You had all these fires in the background. Baltimore City. It was very Freddy clear. <laughs> it was very clear, you know, that there had not been law and order in Los Angeles in, in quite some time. <laughs> it was basically a complete break, societal breakdown. Yeah, and it was like it was like somebody had dropped an EMP over LA, and now it's like all right, well, y'all on your own. But is but it, was that true, or was it just you know maybe a, a ten square block of LA that was controlled completely by Simon Phoenix? Well, Phoenix might have controlled only or, ten square blocks. Is it but Simon if you look Phoenix at, or Phoenix Simon? Simon Phoenix. Simon, Simon Phoenix. Phoenix. But if you look at but if you look at the broad picture of when they're coming in, that opening shot. There's fires yeah, and still like and shit. spotlights all over yeah. the, all over the place. Yeah, it's just I just the acceleration. So Sylvester Sloan jumps out of the fucking helicopter. Like a man. Yeah, man. I, I kind of was expecting him to do like a bungee jump or something, but it looked like he just he repelled. Re- he, I don't even think he, he repelled. Just it just jumped. looked like he just jumped. jumped. Well, he had there were, he had feet. he had some sort of cord or something attached mm-hmm. to him, and he had to let it go. He didn't need it. And then of course. Sloan. You know, and then, of course, he becomes first-person shooter guy who's just going through, yeah, taking man. out everybody by himself. But that would, I mean, awesome. literally, I think that rope would have just cut him in half when he got down to the roof. I don't think they were that far above the roof, and there was probably enough slack in the rope. I don't know why I'm trying to defend this. I the, really don't. Yeah, you can but. go ahead and defend it all you want. It makes for good radio. So just, you know, put it on your... 
put on your man. It's like Paul trying to defend Pet Cemetery earlier this year and just completely failed because it's a horrible movie. Okay. <laughs> if you guys want a beer, let me know. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, John Spartan. I keep on. Call, I keep calling him Sylvester Stallone, and we didn't even do. The, Can't imagine why. Uh, confronts uh, Willie Mays Hayes, aka Wesley Snipes. Well, he AKA. runs like Mays, but he hits like he, shit. He's like shit. What a great movie. Right. Um, Simon Phoenix, um, aka Blade, um, is dressed as one of the bad guys from Streets of Rage too. Like literally. Jesus Christ! Have you seen the pictures of the new Blade? I don't. Whoa! They're doing a new blade. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah he I don't even, I, looks like a dork. I don't even want to. No, to me, Wesley Snipes is blade. I yep. can't. Hollywood really needs to come up with some sort of something original. <laughs> you think so? God, thank you, Master of the Obvious. Thank you. Hey, you know, sometimes it there. just has to be said. Just, I mean, yeah, we we get it. Everybody get it. I think people look like a young Obama <laughs> blade. That's kind of what it looks Obama like. Blade. If you like your vampires, you can keep them. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Obama Blade, yeah, I think actually, I think with Avengers Endgame, you're going to see the downfall of comic book movies. I think. I yeah, think, I, I think, think that's. I think, I think the MCU is is, is toast. I think you're going to ex- there. There's probably going to be about you know maybe three of the Phase Four's movies might be good. It's all SJW shit from here on out. I think you're right. It's all SJW shit from here on out. So they get into a bit of a fight, and apparently, it's revealed through this fight that uh, he's coming to rescue these. Uh, People capturing a bus, and Phoenix is saying, you know, bus people didn't listen. They drove here to my kingdom. Um, <clears throat> Can you imagine what it's like to dr- ride a public bus in L.A. anyway? Much less L.A. in I this think it would environment. Smell pretty think bad. It probably smells like a light rail around here. Yeah, after a Ravens game. The light rail. Hmm? After a Ravens game. After a Ravens game. Yeah. I've been to a Ravens game here in at home in like 10 years. Well, I haven't been in the a last time I went to a Ravens either. game, it was just easier and less annoying to drive to Atlanta and go see them. <laughs> so, okay, uh, then after an Orioles game, how about that? No, we drive to the Orioles game. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's not going to give you anything. Don't worry, there's, there's a point where we're going to start beating him down. It'll okay. come. It'll happen. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him. He jumped in the, in the shark, in the shark tank. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, Spartan gets the best of them. <laughs> Of course. Does he really? Spartan? Because essentially, Simon Phoenix just kind of lights the floor on fire. I'm not entirely certain. All of a sudden, he has Phoenix in a fireman's carry, looking like he's going for, you know, going for a go to sleep. And then you have no idea really how they got out of the building. (laughs) You really have no idea how he got him there. And then the building just gets blown to smithereens. I mean, doesn't it just explodes? It's like he planned, he had enough time. To rig that entire building well, with C4. I don't know that he rigged it. It just seemed like it was right there. Well, no, there was C4 right I, there. There if was C4 just it, sitting there. It, was, it set it right on the big barrels, drums, the 53 yeah. gallon drums. Well, As have, they were leaving, it said C4. Remember, he, he had gasoline on fire right, and everything would else. Would that have destroyed the entire building? I mean, every single thing. It doesn't take much C4 to, to ruin your day. Okay. Yeah, I but think, that's a big building. I, would yeah, like there was, I think that. the explosion should have been bigger, actually. Yeah, I, I, you're probably right. It's it's does not take much C four. Um, it looks more a very like it, like explosion. you know if if you actually watch a building being imploded mm-hmm. when it comes down, it looked more like that. It, I it's mean, there was like, a fireball, but right. then it imploded instead yeah. of exploded. It's like the restrooms in M and T Bank Stadium after the first quarter, right? Exploding. Okay. Hey, it's better than the porta potties outside. Ugh. Ugh. Oh Jesus. Ugh. I can't even. All the tailgate. Ugh. Can you imagine what those what those no. look like at like for a seven o'clock kickoff on like a sat Sunday oh, night no. or an eight thirty kickoff? Oh. People been tailgating since nine a.m. I don't I don't go eating, to any of these things. Sausages and bratwurst and honestly, the, the only sporting event other than wrestling that I've been to in the last three years was one Oriole game for your birthday. That was it. That's the only time I've been to anything. We go to a bunch of Orioles games, and we've been to. Uh, well, you post Bay yeah. Sox games and stuff like that. Yeah, but Facebook. Yeah, and wrestling. That's about wrestling. it. Just ROH and NXT. Mm-hmm. I don't bother with TV tapings. No. You know, yeah. TV tapings are the worst. There's actually, the ROH show that was at UMBC, the last one, was actually kind of disappointing. It wasn't all bad. Well, they're going downhill. Well, you know, you're putting, you got Taven on top, and he went over Jeff Cobb, and I have not honestly watched any ROH since then. Yeah, mm. it's, it's, yeah. There is no belief, and Taven's fine. He's a fine heel, whatever, but he, it's not that he went over Jeff Cobb. He went over Jeff Cobb clean. Yeah. Now, show me what universe 
a guy like Matt Taven goes over a guy like Jeff Cobb who could legitimately fuck you up. Mm-hmm. No, that All is right. not believable. Have, have either of you been to Maryland Championship Wrestling? No, I keep meaning to go. See, I want to go too. Oh, but there are there are actually ROH's feeder girl. now. Yeah, um, they actually have a developmental with yeah. their ROH's developmental, and I have no idea how that's gonna gonna play itself out. ROH is actually pretty much in danger of becoming the number four company mm-hmm. because I mean AEW is pretty much the number two company at this point, especially now they got the TNT deal. Mm-hmm. But now that NWA is gonna start doing tapings in Atlanta, at the well, end of NWA September, is no, I don't did, think they're gonna be big why enough. Why didn't you pick like a wrestling movie, like a wrestler or something else? Mean, we're I love this movie, for one thing. Well, we're talking more about wrestling than do, we are. Next time we'll Wait do... Wait we get to Jesse Ventura. Then there's another fucking 30-minute diatribe <laughs> about wrestling for Next you. time we'll do... You That's know, why we, we have this movie, because Jesse's in it. Next time we'll do Buy and Sell. You ever see Buy and Sell? No. It's... Uh, or... Um, oh, what was that other one? I don't remember that one. There was one... Um, I'm trying to remember which one. No, that was one... There was Roddy Piper was in it. They Live? And it was... No, there was... Now I'm, now I'm getting confused because now there's two movies. There's one Roddy Piper movie where they he like runs like some like weird like investment scheme from prison, and there's another one where him and the Tonga Kid are a tag team and they go like do this rock and wrestling road tour with a band called Kick, and I think um, Dirk Benedict is the manager of the of the band, and then also the wrestlers. And okay, I Lou don't know Albano's, what that is, but I have to watch. Lou it Albano's in it. Um, <laughs> you know, a bunch like. I think Cornette might be in it too. Actually, now that I think uh, about it. So you want to? You want to? You said what you're saying. You want to? You want to cover that Ready to Rumble Maybe. movie? I know I've the, never seen that. WCW. I have refused to watch that. Why? Mainly because it ended with David Arquette legitimately being the WCW champion. Yeah, you should watch. That's, that's okay. Movie. Is that was in the nineties? Yeah, that's two thousands. And that was ninety nine. I thought it was two thousand. It, it was either it was around that time. Or 2000. Right. Actually, it would have been closer to two thousand. Arquette won the title in two thousand. Right. They they had him win the title as part of the promotion for the movie. Okay. I, I okay. Okay. Sorry. And then the next week, Patrick Swayze actually appeared on Nitro briefly. What? So what happened the next week was that they had David Arquette was on the set of whatever movie Courtney Cox was filming at the, the time. Encyclopedia of wrestling and right here. Patrick Swayze was on the set too. And so Courtney Cox, so Swayze comes up and he tells Arquette, "What the? What is that?" And Courtney Cox goes, "Oh well, David Arquette's the WCW champion." And then Swayze looks at him and does exactly what all the fans did, which is laugh hysterically <laughs> and you know move on. You know, Arquette's actually like, a, and I use this term loosely, real wrestler now. Yeah, like he had a death match a couple of weeks Jeez. months ago. Didn't really know yeah, what he was getting I into. I watched it. It was pretty good. I he he got messed up. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn, I had no idea. Well, he gets divorced from from Courtney Cox, and he doesn't really do a movie. Start so he's got to do something. Well, anyway, so Sly ends up getting so they jump out of the building, explodes apparently to your guys' demolition expertise uh, appropriately, and uh, Sly gets up, ends up getting chewed out. Typical for this type of movie. There's always the chief of police or somebody who chews out the renegade cop for something right. he shouldn't be doing. Yeah, just to throw this in there, since this is another Joel Silver's movie, uh, <laughs> then, of course, you know, there's two references to Lethal Weapon. Of The one being the guy who chews him out mm-hmm. is the captain from Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in the background in the office is a poster of Lethal Weapon 3. Right. Ah, yes. That's a couple scenes from now. Right. Anyway. I'm sorry. I just figured this would be a good time. There's a lot of throwbacks in this movie. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of, I mean, there's a blatant throwback, or not a throwback, but a reference to another movie. There's a lot of references. Well, there's plenty of references to other movies. So it's revealed that um, the bus passengers that John Spartan was going to rescue ended up getting killed. And Simon Phoenix is laughing the entire time. And then we switch to the opening credits where you see. Uh, can we can we stop for a second? Oh, let's, let's let's stop. Let's, there's like, an important stop enough. There's something important here, okay? Because how in, you know they talk about the cops talk about oh I did the thermal scan and they didn't see anything, and you know Simon Phoenix. Now we're talking we're taking the word of a maniac killer, right? That John Spartan, that those hostages were alive and that John Spartan killed them, right? So you're trying to tell me. And we didn't know this at the time, that at a time where Marsha Clark was the DA in Los Angeles, somebody who couldn't even convict OJ, that she somehow convicted John Spartan of all of this stuff on the word of Simon Phoenix? That's an interesting uh, point, Counselor. And even, even if that were true, 
he's the one. Simon Phoenix is the one that kidnapped him. Yes. So anything that happened during that would be his responsibility, not the responsibility of the police officer who was trying to stop him. I don't understand where that would even have happened. Yeah, it's it's well, they they charged Spartan with manslaughter, thirty counts of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Now, how that winds up with seventy years in cryostasis, which is another is another thing. story. Because yeah, we suddenly developed the ability to turn people into you know lollipops <laughs> in three years. <laughs> I was say it's like yeah. all of a sudden this cryo they developed the technique, they perfected it, and they built the cryo prison and the and the judicial system to handle the cryo prison within right. three years. Yeah. The entire thing. Not only that, but they developed the suits <laughs> that he was wearing that looked like he belonged in some type of, I don't know, underground porn movie with a bunch of Crisco oil. Paul would know about. It looked like a rain slicker. Yeah, like a rain yeah. slicker. Yeah. It's just like, what, what? Put 2012 or something on there. Because back then you would have thought this might have been possible. But 1996. Um,. So, you know, you, you have these, in the opening credits, those, those graphics. Horrible. Just, oh, yeah, they're horrible. But they were moving. Yeah, they were. They were they, it's like, it was really weird. It, it was. It was and they would come in. It's like pure early 90s. Just to throw this out there, this is the first uh, movie that I've watched on Blu-ray where it is not oh, really? any better on Blu-ray than it was. It wasn't? On, you could watch it on VHS and it would be just as bad. Really? Yeah. God damn it. It's a classic too. Did you watch it digital? I watched. I watched HD. Yeah, I watched. I watched, I watched the D, I watched the DVD on a Blu-ray player. Ironically enough, it's my wife's copy, and uh, oh. it's actually got a, It's actually got a two-sided. It's actually got a two. Well, I have it on VHS still. I'm surprised you have any like pop culture movies at all on. Well, VHS. let's tell you this: way. it's a double. It's a double-sided disc, uh-huh. and it's got over the top on the other side. Nice. <laughs> oh, I just damn bought. Damn it! I bought the Sly Stallone collection. <laughs> It had Demolition Man, yeah. Tango and Cash, Tango Assassins. And Cash. Um, Assassins. Shit, what was the other two? Uh, Cobra. Probably the Italian Stallion. Cobra. No. that and <laughs> Isn't that the name of the one of his first movie, which was like a softcore? Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it was called. I don't he, remember. He couldn't even understand what he was saying because his English was so uh, Okay. Um, this is why I told my wife that I was going to be here for five hours. Yeah. <laughs> you want to load? Uh, um, I give it to you. Real so, good. So they, so, <laughs> so they send uh, Spartan in his S&M outfit. They're walking through this cryogel that just kind of sprouted in L.A. And, of course, there's... Also, I do like how, like, when he has to get into, like, the pit thing yes. so they fill him full of cryogel. Cryogel, yes, and Crisco. First off, and first off, he's got he's to act like he's, you know, uh, the Terminator. Mm-hmm. And then he winds up, you know, so like he's from a starting run position. Mm-hmm. And then he winds up with this face with, like, this... Uh, yeah, you can't really got, see that on the radio, but... There's these gratuitous... face forever. ...ass shots that Paul's very fond of. And, of course, the guards are watching, like, they, you know, all of them are just watching him, like... They're having their own moments thinking about Sly. And they drop in the ice ball, which they also developed within three years. And he is then frozen, supposed to come out of cryostasis in, what, 2042, something like that? Well, 70 years, so it would have been 2066. Oh, 2066. Okay. It's in time for the Orioles' 100th anniversary celebration of oh, the World Series. Oh, that's going to be the last World Series they win. Hey, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Okay. I'll try. By 2022, things will be looking up. Why? Is Angelo's going to die? Or? Well, no, don't get me started, because then there was that stupid Olesker story about the team moving to Nashville oh, and all go. this other stuff. We can't and even get that Olesker's that opening scene. Well, Olesker, who remember, for those of you who don't know, Michael Olesker was a noted columnist for the Baltimore Sun. Uh, he was a douchebag. Who got, who got, douche who got, he looks like a douchebag. Who guy. got fired because plagiarism. of plagiarism yeah. and just making stuff up. So it's yeah, not a coincidence yeah. that writing for the Baltimore Post-Examiner, which I think... Um, you know, I've never I'm, even heard I'm, of that. Well, I'm pretty sure it gets fewer <laughs> hits than our f- Dynasty Fantasy football page. Yeah. But probably. there's Oleska writing for this this cockamamie paper and just making stuff up about Nashville. And See, I, I saw that on Twitter, and I was going to ask you before the show started what the hell that was about, but I we were kind of moving in a different direction. We were actually like, hey, let's do the show. <laughs> 
Imagine that. Hey, look, we're like four minutes in in the movie, and we're what at fifty minutes on it's you know, taping. It's so typical. yeah, it's typical for us. This could be a five part show. Oh. You're not gonna have to work for a month. <laughs> it's okay because when it what happens is like halfway through, I start ramping it up. But there's lots to cover here. Okay, well, such as do it. Such as we okay. So we we are transported to August of 2032 in San Angeles. Yeah. Ugh. Where Warden Smithers, who, if you notice, by the way, was the associate warden who actually put him in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The associate warden who was... That's the tie together. Right. So Warden Smithers has this video call on fiber ops with uh, Sandra Bullock's character. Which is much less advanced than FaceTime. I, I was about to say that it's like <laughs> the tech looks worse. He looks... She looks like she's look, he looks like he's talking to like one of those old picture frames, electronic yeah. picture frames that you know you can change the image. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> the boss is calling me. This fiber ops, it looks worse. And uh, it, it, we mentioned before, all of a sudden, the entire structure of their language has changed. Yeah. In yes, it's like, when it, what when does this happen? First off, they should be all speaking Spanish at this point, based on immigration patterns. Um, point. I'm just gonna throw this out there now. Go right ahead. Every why the fuck not. There's not a lot of color in this movie. I, I was about to say that as well. I was Zachary gonna... Lamb, who was the pilot, seems to be the only African-American man in the entire city of San Angeles. Right. Which would be, I mean... And it seems like all of the other uh, Latino-Americans and everybody else is living underground. I mean, we haven't yeah, gotten to them underground, yet. Underground, yes. So this seems like, the, you know, it's a bunch of white people. It's the SJW don't, don't utopia. We, don't, yeah, don't be afraid to say it in this show. It's just, it, it seems kind of odd. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's weird. Well, they were trying to create a perfect society, right? <laughs> Liberals do think that. <laughs> Margaret Sanger, you know, she's yeah, a hero Margaret, for them. Margaret so. Sanger is a hard, but the thing is, Brian does bring up a very point, very good point. It's just, it's a SJW utopia. Yeah, because you have the elites up here, and the people they command down here. At least up here, telling the people how they should live down here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's symbolism that he. Well, that's why I was wondering why the hell you were saying libertarian. Well, it's a libertarian message, basically saying "fuck all of this noise, mm-hmm. let's live as free people." Oh, okay. That's the overall message. Sure. San Angeles, San Angeles is a Democrat's wet dream. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, that's that's you know where everything is controlled and you know and no touching and no no kiss kiss no bang bang if I can steal a cock. <laughs> Cocteau line and mal- you know, misappropriate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like every no fun, nothing. Everything, everything fun is banned. Everything good is banned. And yeah, everybody. No salt. No. Yeah, it's it's nineteen eighty four. You know, combined with Brave New World. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It is. So <clears throat> we're uh, so Bullock's driving through the city. She's upset because there's no crime to report. And by the way, speaking of Brave uh, Brave New World, Lenina Hux- Huxley, which is the name of Sandra Bullock's character, mm-hmm. is named Lenina is a name of a character from Brave New World, and Huxley, of course, named for Aldous Huxley, the yeah. author of Brave New World. Yeah, that's a, that's another throwback that I read about, like the, the illusion, the different. There was a one article, I think it was on um, what what it was. It's a pop Den of Geek, Den of Geek. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on. There was a nice article about this movie on Ben and Geek. You can Google that, um, or if you're like me, you Bing it, because Microsoft is slightly less liberal than Google. That's I mean, we're really cutting hairs there. We are. We really are. I, I know I really am, but I look. I look at donations. So I'm a little less liberal. I mean, if I looked at donations, I couldn't. I I couldn't even buy anything. Yeah, no. I know. But I do so. what I can. This goes back to like back in 2004 when Republicans are like, don't buy Heinz ketchup because it might help John Kerry. I'm like, stupid. Heinz ketchup is the best ketchup out there. Yeah, buy my damn yeah, ketchup. Stupid. Yeah. Get bent. You know? all, those, all those protests were stupid. Well, I mean, there's certain things that I protest, but it's, you know, not that. Not not something that's going to hurt myself. It's just as dumb as when um, the Democrats in Washington, when, the, when Walgreens came, moved from Montreal down to D.C., um, I'm talking about the baseball team, not the drugstore. Um, you know, they the re- Democrats refused to wear the W hats during the last uh, couple of years of the of the Bush administration. Uh, so when the Nationals came out with the DC hat, yeah. all you could tell you could tell that, that which one who was a Democrat by if oh, they Jesus, wore the DC hat and, and not the W hats hat. Too. They were hideous. Yeah, they hats. weren't that bad. But the <sighs> W hats better. I like the W hats. 
Yeah, I didn't can, even know about that. Now I know that. I don't that. trust Marylanders who are Nationals fans, by the way. Just FYI. Well, he's a Redskins fan. Yeah, oh, but there's, he has a good fan. reason for being a Redskins fan because the, there was the 12, 12 years or so that we were, yeah. we were abandoned during Jimmy's formative years. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, some still people, going on. Some people were, uh, you know, some people were, went to be a Redskins fan. Some people didn't. And decided what did you to do? Join the Ravens. I actually was a Saints fan for a while because a lot of the old Baltimore stars from the USFL, Jim Mora, John Forcade, Dalton, mm-hmm. um, Dalton Hilliard, uh, Lamb- Sam Mills, Sam Mills all wound up in New Orleans. Yeah. So I was a Saints fan. Who's your quarterback quite a bit. this year? Jimmy. It should be um, the new kid. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Let's see, a rookie. Yeah, from Ohio State. Uh, Meanwhile, the Ohio State. You see, um, what's his name from the Giants? He played well again yesterday. Daniel Jones? Yeah, he played well again last night. You think he's going to overachieve, considering everybody was ready to bury the Giants? Oh, no, I'm looking for I I want him to do well, because I want to call 92.7 FM. Because for a week straight, I had to listen to a Redskins radio and everybody calling in about how the, how come the white boy was drafted before the black guy. Seriously, a week straight of that, like Doc, uh, Doc, not Doc Hendricks, Doc, whatever. Doc Hendricks. Not Doc Hendricks. <laughs> the hell am I? That's the wrestling coming through. But I had, I had to listen to that for a whole entire week. It's like it was racist for the Giants to draft him before Dwayne Haskins. It was stupid. I would have taken oh. Haskins. Absolutely, I would have taken Haskins. I'm not saying it's racist. That's, I'm saying I think he's a better player. Okay, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Yeah, but if the argument is is if it's racist to take one instead yeah. of the other, then that's just it was stupid. Stupid of argument. Course. Yeah, it was, and that's why I want him to do well because I want to call him like. I mean, you never BS know. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the Bears trade up one spot for when Trubisky. they didn't need to for right. Trubisky, who would have gone twelfth. Yeah. So I mean, and he played well last year he's too. He played really well. So you know. So you can, you confused me when you said 92.7, because I thought you were talking about WGMD on oh, Eastern okay. Shore, where Red Maryland's Greg Klein appears every Thursday at 7.50 a.m., and also where RedMaryland.com is an official sponsor of University of Maryland football. We don't That's promote Greg anymore because he refuses to come on the Oh, show. yeah, we just made the we'll decision. We'll promote you. We just made the decision right now. As yeah, a just now. Just now, we had an executive Executive meeting. <laughs> That's a meeting of the minds if I ever saw <laughs> So we we the all mentioned two of, sticks together. All mentioned of Greg. We were doing Greg uh, commercials for Greg's uh, law firm for a while there. Yeah, Anne Arundel DUI. Uh, yeah, we're gonna cut. I want to edit that out because no, we, you're not. All, you're too lazy to edit that all, out. All all mentions. <laughs> now you'd be surprised the stuff that I edit out of here to make to make me look stupid. Yeah, he edits all that shit out. <laughs> stuff then adds that Paul looks stupid. That, I'll do that. Huh. I even dub in some voices occasionally. So, no, but we're no more mentions of Gregory Klein on this show until he comes on. Yeah. He can even pick the movie. He, I, the Firm. The <laughs> <laughs> My cousin Vinny. <laughs> oh, what was the, um, was it Black Sunday was the one where the Raiders were in the Super Bowl? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fantasy. It's the closest uh, the Raiders are getting to the Super Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> Longest yard. <laughs> North Dallas 40. Yeah. Yeah. No, what is it? What is that? Unnecessary roughness. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, The Last Boy Scout. Last, oh, oh I love that. That's, that's a good that's one a great, to do. That's yeah. a great movie. That's a great movie. All right, let's get back to this. Where were we? Okay, so... Um, opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> opening credits. Basically. So then, then we then we are we are introduced to the scourge of San Angeles, and that would be graffiti. Yeah. Yes. This is the entire the entire framework of the the cryo lab, and when we meet the, one of the main villains. Which, by the way, I want to point the cryo lab seems like it has not been renovated since 1996. Nope. It seems like a very efficient government program, insofar as that nobody has actually maintained it. It's a, it's, and we all know that that's a fantasy as well. That is a big time fantasy. Um, so we're introduced to, to to the man Dennis Leary. Well, we're not introduced to him until later, technically. Well, it will introduce. Yeah, but you we're see introduced him. to his you character. See, you see him. You we're introduced that he is in the movie, Dennis Leary, the person, the and only person honest, who dude. didn't have to act in this entire movie because well, it was acts. just his stand up character. He never acts in any movie. The Ref is one of the greatest movies of all time. He didn't even act in that. I don't he, think so. He was just Dennis Leary. But, uh, yeah, but this is definitely his best look. <laughs> yeah. The long hair and the, yes. the weird facial hair. I, I yes. do like his look in this movie. Yes. And uh, 
Bullock, <laughs> Bullock goes to the police station. That's where uh, everybody's up in arms about the scandalous graffiti. Oh, yeah. um, and she gets reprimanded by the Shawshank Redemption. Which is up board. there for less than two seconds, because yeah. as soon as you shoot off the graffiti, then some kind of electric comes and fries it all off. <laughs> yes. Just um, So the Shawshank Redemption Warden um, is upset with her, reprimands her, and she gets uh, fined for cussing, because you can't cuss. SJW. Yes. It's apparent in 2032. So she goes back to her office, and that's where you see the Lethal Weapon poster. There's a Raider's helmet in there, by the way. There's it, and the Blood Sugar Sex Magic posters yeah. in the background. Um, it's again, it's they got it's, lucky that the that Chili Peppers were still culturally relevant. You're right. 20 years later, but uh, but it's pretty much Utah at this point. So no, there's not enough Jello. Okay. Okay. Or near beer. So we're, we're transported. Well, actually, everything. You can actually buy a real beer in Utah now. You can. Yeah. You have to go, so, okay, well, last summer we were on vacation in Utah to see uh, my brother-in-law. When aren't you on vacation? And, uh, <laughs> you take more vacations than freaking Obama did when he was in office. Eh, what are you going to do? I um, don't know. I don't know <laughs> so what you're going to do. We were out there in Utah, and you can act, if you go to the state liquor store, you can buy real beer. If you go to the grocery store, you can only get near beer, which is 4%. Or well, lower. I thought it was 2.6%. No, it's 4% now. Okay. I think it's going, might be going up. Okay. The problem was is that I went to the liquor store on Pioneer Day, which is a state holiday. It's when the Mormons first came and, and came oh. into the Great Salt Valley, Salt Lake Valley, and decided, said, this Valley is the place. Giant. There's actually a park, by the way, that says, this is the place. And uh, they were closed because it was a state holiday. So you can't buy real beer any place other than a state liquor store. It's like Montgomery County, just... Not Montgomery County. That's interesting. <coughs> really interesting. I thought it was 2.6%. Okay, so. I think it used to be. Simon Phoenix is having his parole hearing. So they defrost everybody, and they put him up on this gurney-type thing that he's chained to. Why? I, I, I'm about to get to that. Okay. Smithers reprimands Phoenix, who all of a sudden magically knows the secret word teddy bear that releases from the cuffs. Okay. Why? Why I, I don't I don't hey I don't know why. Why know is why. he up for he he was put in jail for eternity. <laughs> and uh I would well, assume we don't, know how, we don't know what his sentence was. No, it said an eternity. Eternity. Oh, did it? Yes. Okay, I missed that. Sly yes. Stallone got seventy years and he got eternity. eternity. Which eternity. makes you wonder why have you put him in the freezer for eternity at all? I don't know. I don't know. But why would he be getting a I think we find that out later in the movie. Well, I mean, I know why, but why would there be a parole? Why would there be a parole hearing scheduled? Well, because I mean, if you've doctored somebody's rehab program, you can doctor the books to put. I guess so. I guess so. But I would think if I'm the warden and I know who he, I was there when he was put in. That if I would know th- there would be no good reason for him to be but up if for we, parole. But as we learn later, the society frowns on things like free thinking. Yeah. So he's just following, I was just following orders. And then why the fuck would you have uh, a v- verbal <laughs> well, that's, passcode yeah, why to would, release? Yeah, why, would there, why would that exist? In what <laughs> world? It seems like it would be not be well thought out. No shit. And then, of course, he starts fighting the parole officers. And the parole officer in the middle of the fight, everything stops. How did you know the secret word? <laughs> well, I don't know. They start fighting. It's like, oh, just so. <laughs> they're not equipped for that level they're, of violence, they're, Jimmy. They're not. No, but just like the fact that Simon Phoenix is. This, that we're going to stop the entire movie, <laughs> ask this question. So you, I really don't know. So you could shoehorn a plot point in there. Just yep. Shoot a rip open the movie. <laughs> Horn. So back at SAPD, St. Angeles Police Department, which looks like a sports book. It, it does look a sports book <laughs> um, with sports book graphics. Uh, 187 goes off, and they don't even know what the hell. Like everybody in the police station, murder was the case that they gave me. Doesn't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. So they actually had to had look to, up. They had to look it up on the encyclopedia of SAPD. And yet. For some reason, you know, 20 years later, I still knew it was murder, death, kill before yeah. they said it. I'm just like, eh, that's sad that I remember that. 
Also, it looks like the graphics program they're looking this up on. Every all the graphics programs are based on Doom Two. Yeah. Doom Two, yes, they are based on Doom Two. Exactly. What a great movie. PlayStation One graphics. And, and I say here, I mean, there's lots of fucking white people. Lots of fucking. Only white the bold pilot, oh, Zach oh, Lamb. Oh. We, yeah, you got him, and then you got uh, uh what's his name, Blaze Schneider's in there. Rob Schneider. Schneider. How the hell did Schneider keep showing up in uh, Stallone he, he movies he for a while? But. What what the fuck is that guy's name? Brent Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. That's now every time I think of Benjamin Bratt, I think of the character from Despicable Me Three. Oh, okay. Evil Bratt. Yeah. So um, and they're you know the, the computers alerting them all these uh, murder death kills at the cryogenic stations place, and they they focus on Smithers who's crawling on the floor. Smithers. I thought this was funny because they're all watching, doing nothing at all. Yeah, nobody like, seems to be all that interested in dealing no, with this. No urgency at all. <laughs> wow, look at him. He's like a bunch of masochists. I mean, uh, sadists going on in the in SAPD. Um, and that's when the wise, another stereotype, the wise old black cop, the sage, says, that's Simon Phoenix, when they're you know, looking what's going on in the, the, uh, the, the cryogenic, uh, that day, the parole hearings. Mm-hmm. And he immediately identifies, oh, it's Simon Phoenix. Knows immediately what's going on. Yep. Um, uh, and they also uh, realized that fin- Phoenix wasn't low jacked because it was too early. Everything is fitting in perfectly. We're going to leave it there for Demolition Man Part 1, Demolition Part 2 coming to you next week. Make sure to listen to JB's Driving Podcast on all social media. Just look for JB's Driving Podcast. Um, and do not forget. Two weeks from now, we are having our very first special live broadcast, and we are going to be reviewing the original Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Again, that's the original Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Anyway, um, appreciate everybody listening. Spread the word. We'll see you next week. Wasn't